The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Computer. All right, and we should be recording. I said that really loud, didn't I? <laughs> um, <laughs> and here we are, coming back at you. Adventures from the Shed 2.0 beta version, gone online and screaming instead of streaming. Uh, um, and I'm going to hit this gallery. The alpha button. and the beta version at the same time. <laughs> so here I am. I am Joe. And with me tonight are a couple of familiar faces, if you've watched our YouTube stuff. Um, the first will go alphabetically by first name. State your name, please. Uh, this is Chris. Uh, you've seen me on the podcast and YouTube. Or you heard me on the podcast. And, did you have to uh, look to YouTube. see... Did you have to look to see if C came before R? Was that it? And, uh, I can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, unless we're going by last name alphabetical. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Then I'm always last, and I was first. So actually, we could go reverse alphabetical by last name. <laughs> Who's next? Hi, it's Randy. Uh, you guys might know me as the remote guest. Yeah, Randy, our first remote guest, the talking head on the screen. That was cool. It was, so, uh, it was quite entertaining, actually. It was quite it, fun. I, I enjoyed it a lot because I got to play with more technology and that's, you know, that's what I like to do. Um, so here, here we are. Uh, I am not actually in the shed, but I do have my green screen with the fancy logo. Yeah, I was uh, going to so say something about that. I wish I had a green screen. I have nothing. <laughs> I, I, I see it and use Zooms like uh, background stuff to put up a gunship uh, album cover on the background. There, there you go. <laughs> Although Pokemon qualifies you. We'll props to gunship. That works. So we are going to be talking today about um, how we get a group together in a role-playing game, tabletop role-playing game, um, what this world is like now with us uh, having to do stuff online. I guess technically we don't have to, but we are. And it's just going to make it a lot easier to finally get something going again. We know the uh, podcast has been on hiatus, except for me talking to myself in a room a couple of times since, uh, what was it, August? June, July, I can't remember when it was. Last year, far too long ago. And we're going to get back to that. You and I had the, the car chat, and then, yeah, That's it's been right. you ever since. Yeah. The anniversary one, because I, I didn't want to miss yeah, that. Like, <laughs> I must do a picture of you guys in the car with a little bubble coming out from the trunk saying, Help me, let me out. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> we ought to add that. We should definitely. So let's. Um, well, Kurt's probably in the trunk still, so. Yeah. Kurt, yes. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I do plan on having uh, Kurt join us a couple of times here or there because why not? He's just a blast. Yeah, you got to have Kurt in there. Oh, yeah. So we go back now um, four years plus with the podcast, which is great. Uh, I think both of you guys have listened to all of them at one point or another or been a part of them. And uh, the way we're going to continue online does pose some challenges for us, one being um, – the whole idea with, uh, you, I know Chris is familiar with the online meeting stuff. Randy, I don't know how much you've dealt with Zoom and other or other software, but... Just a little bit. Yeah, one, one of the big challenges is we need to know to shut up to let other people talk. You know, that's an important piece here because of how mixed up the communications get. So one of the things that I'm practicing because I hate the dead air and I still want to do the audio portion of this podcast is I'm practicing... Uh, talking a little less to make sure other people 
get to talk as well. When we're doing the regular audio podcast, I just fill in the gaps and, you know, I can adjust the levels and hear over each other and all that. This is a little different. So, um, Chris, do you think you can shut up? Yes, he can. Isn't that great? Guess so. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> what do you think? Um, what do you think, Chris? Are going to be some of the challenges we're going to face here starting a D and D fifth edition um, low level campaign over this media? Yeah, that's. I mean, there's definitely going to be the audio issues, um, bandwidth issues, depending on you know what people's got for interactions. Which these days, I don't know, it shouldn't be a huge issue, right? Um, but everybody's doing this, right? Everybody's having Zoom chats, uh, virtual hangouts and whatnot because of the situation. So we might see some lag depending on things like that. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, the big thing is talking over each other. Um, and I think I want to say Zoom has settings to kind of automatically adjust audio volumes and stuff on your mic. So yep. hopefully we won't blow anybody's ears out when we're laughing or you know, <laughs> getting kind of crazy with certain things, especially when I, we're role playing, right? depending on your character. I found a neat thing with that setting is if you um, if you look at that setting with the automatically adjust the levels of the mic, the checkbox, if you uncheck it, you can adjust the level it starts from and then check the box again. So if you like if you find overall when you test your mic, it's too quiet. You can uncheck the box, move the level up, and then check it again. And it will start at a higher volume and adjust from there, which is kind of neat. So I messed with that a bit. and. We'll see. We'll see how it ends up. But so far, it's gone pretty well. Uh, to your point with the bandwidth, I've got um, three other people in the house. And uh, I think the last check I did on, I, I'm one of the geeks that has a smartphone or smart home and a smartphone for that matter. But um, the last time I looked on my Google Wi-Fi, I've got 67 things connected to it. So there's always something going on here. Somebody's always streaming, but I'm going to see if I can get people to not stream at the time we're playing, right? I'll get people to yeah. watch a VHS tape or something. All right. I want to see how well these are going to go. Let's go. Ooh, I see a 15. <laughs> two. A uh, two. Well, it sounds good so far. Well, and I you can know, see that, an 18 and 20. That reminds me, there was another thing that I had tried to check up on. So, Randy, that's something I was going to ask you as well, because I was asking Chris about the technology. What do you think about character sheets and dice? How do you think we're going to be doing that? Um, I think uh, if we individually have a copy, but uh, you running the show has the main copies um, as well, then you'll be able to keep track of our characters as we keep track at home as well. We just got to be true to each other and not lie about what dice you roll when we're making the characters and whatnot. And uh, we should be able to pull this off. I've heard other podcasts that have continued even with being at home and doing the remote thing. So we should be able to do this. Even a little bit of two people talking at once, as long as one person backs down, you should be able to do it without too much uh, confusion and whatnot. So, yeah, that's a good point. Knowing, um, conceding that somebody else may be ready to say something more important is something I need to do. I may be starting to say something to fill a gap and someone else is starting to talk and I just, I got to back off so that they can actually say something of content instead of me just filling a gap. So that's an important part. Um, One of the things I was going to try here, this is just a technology thing. I loaded a add-in, an app or whatever on top of Zoom that's supposed to help with dice rolling. And I um, I was going to mess with that. But 
it, it, in case you see something happen in the chat, that's just me. And I don't even know if that's going to be recorded. So it's all part of learning and experimenting and what have you. But, um, you mean you don't want to hear this all the time? Oh, actually, I think the sound is great. I would still want to do that. Yeah, right? agreed. Um, yeah. So I'm going to type that and see what happens. Nothing. I only have a couple dice, by the way. Just a, a few. <laughs> and the Crown Royal bag, the standard staple oh, of the dice. Classy. Yes. Um, so, Chris, what do you think of, say, that's not working. What do you think of um, low-level D&D game to start? What's your opinion? <laughs> it's an introductory right? thing. Especially if we start... It's the whole like, oh, first level, hey, but it's so easy to get killed. You know, I, don't know, I think the bread and the, the super fun uh, gaming play is always like between four and eight, I think. You know, you're a little beefy. You're not super powerful, like, you know, 12 or higher. And then you're just like wading through people like fields of wheat. Um, but yeah, it could be dangerous. It, it could still be fun, but uh, yeah. it's easy to get wasted either. It's easy to get the TPK, like, you know, by accident. Yeah. You know? But that's one way, um, like Randy said, being true to what's going on and lying. I'll definitely fudge some rolls to keep the level one characters alive. That's easy enough, right? Yeah. So I don't have any problem lying to keep low levels alive. I like low levels because you get to watch your character grow and you don't have to figure out everything you want to do with your character right away. So that's just my two cents about it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I like, I like starting it that way, especially because it'll be new people in a new format and it'll be less things to pay attention to, right? You don't have all of the scales yet, all the equipment, all of the modifiers that are needing to be added. And that's, um, it, it, it can definitely hinder the, the start of a game if you wanted to start at level 10. Because now you've got to pick, what is it, level three or four where almost all classes have something extra that you diverge to. And there's just a lot of that stuff that has to happen. So speaking of levels, what gamer? I'm assuming we're starting with D and D, but I mean, I didn't yeah. want to assume anything. Um, so that that last part again, D and D. What? Well, I mean, because uh, we're talking about levels and all that jazz. Yeah. So are we, are we trying to play D and D? We're trying to play something else. Yeah, it'll be D and D fifth edition. World fan. Yeah, I'm a huge Dungeon World fan. Yeah, I figure we'll get there, but I wanted to do something that was common. Uh, the and I figure the D and D fifth edition. I'll start with um uh little homebrewed kind of one-shot thing that uh, will probably last, I don't know, four or five hours maybe, and um, see where it goes from there. But I figured that way everyone gets a chance to um, get in a groove maybe, to Randy's point, learning a new character, growing with it, turning on the interrogation spotlight. Ooh, dark. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out the best lighting, and that's not really working for me. <laughs> if you um, if you point it behind you, does it make a difference? Yeah, Chris has like a the solar eclipse behind him. Yeah, it's yeah. just because it's on that side of my face. Ah, <laughs> it's kind of neat. I don't know if you if you're a Star Trek original series fan, but you're like the guys that were black on one side, white on the other side, in the the silver yeah, uniforms. I haven't yeah. seen Star Trek in a long time. <laughs> well, it might have been close to that stuff. So, the um, the experience that we want to talk about too is uh, past experience. So, Chris, what have you 
And I know we've covered this in the podcast before, but as a new format, let's talk about some of it again. What have you done in your tabletop RPG gaming history? Gulp. As in like, as in what, uh, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, what's your experience? Having uh, having adult adult beverages. (laughs) Speaking of lying, what's your RPG resume? <laughs> I've only played video games now. Uh, nice. I started out uh, with I started out with D and D, basic edition back in the day, like uh, early '80s. Well, I I've been playing for a long time, actually. Then, like a long time, um, yeah. mostly D and D. Switched, and then we got into like the uh, Marvel RPG stuff, um, like the old school Marvels, like the Face Rip, you know, stat thing, and then a little bit of uh, Star Frontiers at the time. That didn't last too long. Boot Star Hill Frontier. was another one. Yeah, uh, uh, and then Gamma World, and then into like some of the, uh, I think it was the, the Palladium stuff, which is like a RoboTech, and then you know, like their fantasy stuff too. Um, and then I think yeah. the latest thing I got into was not super new, came out in the mid 80s, but I didn't get to it to like the mid to late 90s in Cyberpunk 2020. Um, and then obviously Dungeon World, any variation of D&D except for version four, because like that didn't interest me at all. Seems like yeah. it was very video game-ish on the setup. How about you, Randy? That's my tabletop action. Well, I'm not going to call them versions this time because that was kind of dumb last time. I played uh, second edition <laughs> is how I started out. Uh, when I first started playing with that guy I told you guys about last time, he played with these uh, his own homebrew rules. He created, created these things called bogeys where you had a chart of like 20 things and you rolled a d20 and you got that special bonus thing. So that was unique. Um, other than that... Uh, thing that he used to play all the time i've played uh 3.5 uh one session of four i played a pathfinder and a diablo uh version that was uh, on uh, paper as well which was basically 3.5 and it was so the most i played is like pathfinder and 3.5 when it comes to um genres like the Medieval fantasy, the space, the Wild West. What what kind of genre do you prefer, Randy? What uh, fits for you to play? I've always been into knights and stuff, uh, so medieval is definitely my route. Mech Warrior. I played something like that, too, Mech with the Warrior. bubbles. Yeah, and I a vampire you. game as well. Thinking back. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Sam. Yep. Yeah. With the bubbles. Um, you're talking about the sheets that you had to mark all the little dots on? Yeah, on the little, uh, uh, I almost called them Gundams, the little mechs. So yeah, yeah, they all had like different amounts. I played one session of that. That was pretty cool. I think I still have some of that. I think it was Mech Warrior. That it, it used originally. It was called something Droid, and they had to take the word Droid out, and it was kind of neat. Anyway, Chris, what about you? What genre fits for Mister Wukulik? Definitely medieval fantasy. I was always. Yeah. Uh, into the fantasy, so, like, I'm, I've always been a, a fan, you know, sci-fi fantasy guy, but I started out like, you know, super young watching Conan the Bar- like stuff I shouldn't be should have been watching like Conan the Barbarian, actually the rated ver- our version of Excalibur when I was you know in grade school, so I was big into that stuff. Can't get away from it; it's just too cool. Cool, and um, when it comes to playing, um, we'll stick with you for now, Chris. What uh, what class do you like in, or, or what role might be a better word? Do you like in that that setting, the medieval fantasy setting? That's a tough one. I don't know why I, I keep going back to thieves a lot because of just the deception, trickery, and like the problem solving. 
but I do like a kick-ass paladin, like that whole righteous, uh, yeah. smite evil type of guy, you know. Go Paylor. Although that was a cleric. Yeah. He was close enough to a paladin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. He, he could have been, just would have been fewer spells, but yeah. Um, how about you, Randy? Uh, I tend to uh, go towards rangers, usually with monkey grip, with the uh, two arms swinging with swords. Monkey it's pretty grip. Kung Fu Grip Ranger. <laughs> yeah, I, do yeah. Ranger. I don't know why. Cool. I like a, I like a, a nice mix of range and up close combat if we need to, just so mm-hmm. he's not useless at any point. But still, not a lot of health. Yeah. yeah. I, I like to not be useless at any point if I can avoid it. I like that. The, <laughs> the, um, the other thing I'm curious of, because I don't remember if I'm if, – I've ever asked you guys this before, but it's something that we just kind of played when, when we played the games. Do you like um, a low fantasy or a high fantasy? Do you know, like wizards really run the whole world? Everyone has magic. Um, uh, or if you're talking sci-fi, it'd be like the force and everyone's got a phaser or a laser gun or something like that. Right. Or do you like the more, you know, nitty gritty talking sci-fi again, if you're familiar with Firefly where they do have spaceships, but they love revolvers and, you know, uh, gunpowder weapons and what have you. Uh, where, where along that, that scale would you say you'd like to play? You guys pick who goes next. Randy first on that one. There you go, Randy. <laughs> Man, I could take either or if you're twisting my arm, uh, super fantasy, like the star Wars stuff that you were talking about. I love Firefly to death, but I would still choose like, the wizards taking over the world and stuff and mm-hmm. big epic battles of <laughs> lots of magic is good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Chris. Yeah. I, I'm the opposite of that. I, although I do appreciate it. I kind of, I don't like that straight out of the gate. I'm a little more like, I think game of Thrones kind of did it well. It's kind of gritty and hardcore. And there's magic there, but it was in your face. It did exist. And it wasn't, uh, <clears throat> not necessarily easy to access for everybody. You know, it was kind of, or I like stuff where like you use magic really drains you. It's something uh, mm. takes a toll on your body. You know, it takes a toll on your soul. <clears throat> Ooh, on your soul. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the um, the gosh Kurt was doing wild magic? I think with his sorcerer, and he turned into a potted plant <laughs> a couple potted of times. Plant. <laughs> with the boss. With the boss. Potted accent. plant. <clears throat> um, yeah. yeah the uh, trunk still. <laughs> exactly that's um that's definitely why he's uh he the the it goes along with what you were saying about it takes a toll on you right i mean in D really the aftermath there's no toll but at the time there's a big toll there when you're trying to right. do something like that but i i like lasting well, effects like, for I, stuff yeah and i don't know if you're familiar with the Dragonland series of books and <laughs> i don't know if they did the animation we had modules too for D. But one of the characters in there, there's a, tw- a twin brother set. One guy was a fighter, the other guy was a, a mage. And he would, like, he was, like, very sickly. Like, the magic was, like, was destroying him anytime he used it, which I thought was really cool. You didn't see that too often in the uh, fantasy uh, world. Yeah, that's a good point. W- wizards usually <laughs> weak, but they can still sling the magic and then sleep and do it again and do it again, right? So. Yeah. yeah. Or point. even the Excalibur film, I think. I think Merlin had to like sleep for ages that when he pulled some like crazy spell off. He's like, Man, I slept for months because of that crap. You know, I, thought that was- <laughs> I should have pulled a bigger rabbit out of my hat, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to feed people at least. I've um, heard of a forest, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a really, it's like what a quadruple full rest a million or something. Yeah. That, you know, that, that's actually, that, that brings me to another thing here. When, um, when we're playing, and I know you're familiar with this from the podcast, but the plan is, as I had posted it, to run a fast-paced um, D&D game. Essentially, if anything comes up and we don't know it, or if there's a rule interfering with proceeding, we're just going to go. And then if we, if we want to look the, look the rule up afterwards and apply that there forward, that's great. But we're not going to you know, go back and change things after the fact. But the idea is to just move forward. And I think, I mean, to my knowledge, you guys both um, agree with that, if not like it. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Chris? No, I definitely agree with that, especially in the podcast format. We want to keep things moving. And that, even when you did it before, like the, Every, all the short rests were considered long rests, right? It was just like, yeah. we're tough, we're heroes, and we're going to get over it. Yeah, definitely smart move. I agree. Damn right. Randy, what do you think? Oh, I definitely agree as well. I told you how boring it was when another podcast just kept on going left through a door and over and over mm-hmm. again. And finally, after 45 minutes, literally, went the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't keep yeah. it slow. Keep it moving. Keep people entertained. Yep. And, and that right. brings me to another point that we – we're familiar with from from doing the podcast, being there and and listening to it, but the idea of trying not to get stuck at any certain spot. Now, a lot of that is on me to push things forward, but there's also the idea that I like to have the players very well vested and invested in what they're doing so that the characters are more important, the world is more important. So um, I think you're familiar with when I when I put together a puzzle, usually the solution that comes out of the puzzle is something a player said because it was better than what I thought of to begin with, right? So I may say, in order for you guys to open this box, there's a combination on the front and it has to be one, two, three, four, and somebody else comes up with an idea of, you know, well, the box is made of um, metal and I can, you know, I have this thing that can melt metal and I'm just going to melt the lock off of it. Well, great. That's it. You got it. That's how you open it. I don't care yeah. about the combination well, well. anymore. You just, you do what you do and, and that's it. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of thing will happen. Um, and we know, I mean, you guys are familiar with just the players helping to move the story, to, to keep everything moving along. And that's something, of course, I'll still be leaning on you guys for because other people have more ideas than I do, especially when there's four other ones sitting around at the same place trying to do the same thing you guys will come up with better ideas than me. That way I look good. And well, I like that. It's meant for it to be that way. Exactly. <laughs> um, Randy, have you uh, run any games yet or have you just been a player? Uh I told you this uh, separately that I was once trying to make an RPG, still kind of am, to have a touch in a while, called Bots, about this like robot army that took over the world and everything. I used to run a version of that when I was 17. It was uh, Roll20 and just my own made-up stuff, but I, I have ran a campaign of sorts. Just uh, yeah. I've never really ran like anything official. Cool. So. Cool. I still try to make it fun the best I can, even if it's my own made up crazy world. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It, it made me think because um, I wasn't positive. So I wanted to ask you, but that means that the five people who will be involved in the podcast as we get started um, 
have all run games at some point, DM, GM, whatever. And I'm thinking, this is essentially, you know, five GMs walk into a meeting and here's what <laughs> happens. <laughs> I think it, that's going to help make it more fun because I know as when we run a game, there's always things we, we want to do and then they don't happen because the players messed it up, right? We always say that. But oh then on the God, player yeah. side, there are things you're like, man, I wish this was here so that when you go to GM a game, you're like, oh, now I can do that. So there's definitely going to be a bit of that going on. And I think that's pretty cool. Hey, nice mute trigger there, Randy. That was nice. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> nice. Press the button real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'll, have, I'll have to set one uh, I actually coughed like a million times in the last one. You can actually see me just randomly coughing. I was pausing the thing left and right. I was really sick that January. Yeah, um, I think I think I was sick that most of that year. <laughs> Allergies, man. Yeah, every January through March, April, I'm always like losing my voice. It didn't happen this year for some reason, but... Ah. it tends to happen it's not pleasant and it's like oh i just want to sing or i just want to do voices i can't even do voices what's going on <laughs> i just want to do voices the um the other thing i wanted to say if you don't mind me saying it randy is uh congratulations on tomorrow oh thank you yes we are very excited to welcome our son into the world very cool. Oh, awesome. So I'm guessing this is a scheduled birth? or Yes. Uh, okay. he, he's not due until the 27th, but we're, we scheduled a C-section. And uh, actually, my best friend just had his uh, son today. So they're, we're having wow. back-to-back kids. That's very cool because one, one of my best friends growing up, I, I knew the guy till I was maybe 20 or so. Um, he was born six hours before me in the same hospital. So we were oh, pretty awesome. much in the same nursery. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. We didn't know it. We didn't even know each other until we were about nine or ten years old. But that's pretty <laughs> Man, that's nice. Um, so, yeah, another part of this, and we were talking about this is how we get a group together, uh, is, especially when we're just talking. We, we want to talk to each other, um, find out how things are going, right? I mean, Chris knows, gosh, we would get together from about 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. or so, and get three hours of recording out of that six-hour time frame because there's just a lot of hanging out and having fun, and, and, and we'll do some of that, I'm sure. And this, this session is kind of like that. We're just trying to get together, get to know each other again in some cases, and uh, learn the new folks yeah. and see how things are going to mesh as we go. Uh, any, any questions you guys have for me about how this is going to work? Are you going to run it? Um, granted, Dungeon World's more storytelling, and this is going to be some D&D, &D, but it is homebrew. Uh, are you still kind of going to run it your usual Dungeon World-esque way where you're leaving a lot of blanks to be filled in by the players? Are you going to have it a little more static, I guess? Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be like that. The, the adventure I'm going to put together will be, um, like I said, it's a, it'll be a one-shot, but there will be just a skeleton. I'll know what the quest is, who the bad person is, maybe one city and what the politics are like and the weather's like in the area. That's it. The problem is with a game like this, I mean, you uh, make something that you want players to do and they'll do something totally different. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll do stuff like that. And then somebody will say, well, my character's from this city. And I'll say, all right, now I know the name of the city. So I didn't have to think of the name, right? We put those things together. But yeah, that, that, um, the way I'm hoping it'll work out, like I said, is we'll, we'll put 
a lot of stuff on the table when we get the five of us together on the, um, I'm going to say the, on the table, right? Uh, when we get the five of us together, we'll talk about what the expectations are for the first uh, actual play session. And from there, I think it'll answer more of those questions because I know what my expectations are now because I've been put, trying to put it together. But if we're all um, together at the same time and we say, well, we actually want to start at level two because I want two hit dice. Well, okay, then we'll do that. But that's the kind of thing that we'll just figure out as we go. But it, it'll be... Um, straightforward i guess is the easiest way to look at it one of the things that i will want to do is um i'll ask everybody just to use stuff from the player's handbook to start you know we pick a race and a class from the player's handbook i know now what what is there like 15 or more playable races and about two jillion classes or something you can pick from all the different books and fifth edition now. And I want to try and stick to the core stuff so that we can just work on base mechanics and, and get together and, and make a story out of it. So, yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Sorry, I keep looking back. I hear a dog at my door and it's like, do you have that? a dog? We have four dogs. Okay. Because <laughs> you didn't have one. I only have a hamster. Like, what, what is that? He's like, this is neither my house. <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> All right, you got it. I'm going. Yes. Uh, I can't remember who it was. So that was, was it men at work? Talking heads. Talking heads. Talking heads. Damn it. They're the same band to me. David Byrne. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was late because I had to wait for the family to leave. Really <laughs> different. There you go. <laughs> I had to wait for the family to leave so that you could get on the computer and join. Nice. Yeah. That's on this. Yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, so, uh, what, so is the plan to get like a session for character generation, that kind of thing? We're going to yeah. do that on our own and come together later? I think so. Yeah. I guess the way I would put it is our session zero will be where we'll all talk to each other, get to know each other, maybe decide on what kind of characters people want. Um, and I'll give, you know, a high level of what the area is going to be like so that people might want to tailor a character towards it. Um, and then what I would guess is people should, I don't know, flush out their character, flush, flesh out their character. You can flush it out if you want to. Oh, this one can, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, after you're done pounding your salad, you can flush out your character. Well, that's what happens. <laughs> um, but we'll, the, the idea for me, at least, will be we'll get into that the first session, and it'll be an introduction of your character, not necessarily a creation, but it should also be, call it a finalization. If people want to link characters together, maybe two are brothers or they were just from the same place or they know each other in some way, right? That we can do as well. Excuse me. And um, that, I guess that's the way I'm thinking it'll start off. Uh, the other one, the other thing I was going to mention is what I've been um, asking the other folks so far is kind of around the logistics of getting stuff done um, so that we can post it. So first off, like, you know, we've been do, trying to do it as an hour a week for the time that the, the podcast has been the release one episode a week, an hour a week. And we'd previously been doing that by recording between three and four hours um, every, you know, three or four weeks. My thought around this is, do we try something like 
two hours every other week? Do we try to get three hours in and, you know, skip a couple of weeks? Or, you know, depending on if people want to try and get things ready quick and move quick, do we try to do every week for about an hour? And, you know, that even opens itself up to possibly streaming it at the time and then, you know, posting it separately after. There's just a lot of choices there. And I'm curious what you guys think about that. Randy, you first. Uh, I think it'd probably be smarter to bank a couple just in case someone needs to miss a week or two. Um, so I'm, I'm more fond of the uh, going for three to four hours, you know, probably more like five or six with the talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just seems like the smarter way to go about it. And, and just so you know, too, one of the reasons I wanted to make sure I had five people total, so four players myself, is that I plan to go on if one person's not there uh, during a session, so to speak. We'll still play. We won't skip a session in that case because we don't have to worry about people traveling and all that. We can still just get together quick, get something done, and, you know, and move on. So uh, I do plan on doing that. Chris, what do you think? What works good for you? Yeah, minimum to every other, I think that would be, um, and I'm fine with the, like, you know, bank it every three to four weeks and do like, you know, four hours worth. Um, yeah. But we could, we could even try the every other week for a couple hours, you know, depending on how much time people can, you know, make yeah. available. <clears throat> I'm done for that. As well. And what, um, what time works for you guys? I know, um, I know what my schedule is, but uh, typically um, I'm, my work day is seven to four Eastern. So usually at night is fine during the week. And then weekends, I can usually make the time whenever. Uh, I do have some commitments, but none of them are really all the time every week kind of thing. Randy, what do you, what, what do you have for a schedule aside from a new baby? Yeah, other than baby stuff, uh, I'm pretty clear for the most part. Usually in the later evening, probably after the toddler's gone to bed. Uh, so Monday through Friday, worst case scenario, seven thirty, eight o'clock. Okay. So whenever, um, not too too late on a work night, but uh, I have school in the morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or uh, banking on hand. early early weekends when everyone's sleeping is probably the easiest as well. Yeah, I'm not sure how early um, or late we'll be able to do it. One of the guys is in Arizona, but uh, when I was talking to him, he's like, I'm just going to make this work. So I'm guessing he'd get up at like two in the morning if we wanted to play at five. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, yeah, I think, I think we're good. Chris, what about you for that schedule? Pretty much the same. I mean, I'm starting a new job, so I don't know. But it, the way we were talking originally, it was kind of like, just get your show up to the meetings and get your work done. I don't really care what the time is, so. Yeah. I'm going to try to do like an early thing. Like I used to either six to three or seven to four. And then mm. yeah, weekends are pretty much the same. If I don't have stuff with a baby going on or whatever, then it doesn't matter. You know, I don't really have anything else going on right now. Cool. All right. Yeah. Cause that, that's one thing that for me is still way up in the air because realistically we can say we're going to play for two hours. It's going to take 10 to 15 minutes for everybody to get on and say hi. Right. So it's at least that that's at least going to make it two hours and 15 minutes. And then we'll want to take a break at some point, I'm sure, or somebody will. And maybe we stop for a little bit. Or if I'm doing the uh, one hour uh, episodes and recording it that way, then I'll, I will hit a stop and then I'll hit record again. And we'll probably take a short break in between. Right. So until we really get going for me, that's, it's still a tough one. I would like to see getting a, you know, a, three hour day or three hour tour a three hour tour tour. there we go i'd like to get that in but i think when we go to three hours 
that's going to look more like four to four and a half hours of total time. And I think that the more hours we try and do in one day, the more real time it's going to add on to the recorded time, so to speak. So it's just, it's all up in the air. Now, I don't have to leave home. I assume you guys don't have to leave home to get this done. So it's going to make it a little easier. I know it can also introduce some obstacles like kids crying in the background, um, strangers, hamsters scratching at your door, you know, whatever it may be. <laughs> but, um, Homeowners coming to kick you out of their office. <laughs> Whenever that guy shows up, man, you are in trouble. What are you uh, doing in here? Get out. <laughs> Get out. Uh, we have, um, we're going to keep the same, uh, let's call it the same rating that uh, the following podcast may be explicit. All right. So I'm not going to care so much about swearing. What we're going to care about, though, is the same as we always have. It's going to be situational. Words don't hurt people, right? It's how you use them that hurts people. So even though we, um, we can swear, uh, we also want to steer clear of hurtful things. And that, that's really what it comes down to. And I was telling this to one of the other guys because uh, he actually asked me about censoring ourselves and uh i said there are just some things we won't talk about and i can't tell you what they are right now because i'm not going to talk about them <laughs> right <laughs> now maybe <laughs> off the air we can talk about something but the point is it's not going to be on the podcast he made a funny right. end there too he said um it's just part of his regular speech to throw an f-bomb or shit in every now and then right and uh he says, I was kind of hoping you'd say I had to censor myself so I could come up with just saying, no, what the beep? And just work like that. And I said, you can still do that. That's awesome. Everyone yeah. should have a shtick. Like your hamster. What the f <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I muted it and stopped talking, so that made no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard a ding. Somebody got a message. Uh, mine's on mute. I, I could just hit this guitar. And that's another point was um, we're, we've always said this on the podcast and I know it's a cliche, but we're all adults. We can handle if you need to, you know, grab your phone and take a message or something, just do it. And uh, it's not really, if you know what you're going to do is going to um, interrupt somebody else's enjoyment of the game, don't do that. But if you got to get up, somebody's yelling in the background, um, your hamster's eating your salad, whatever it may be, you're welcome to just take care of it while we're going, uh, mute, whatever you need to do. So that's easy stuff. Um, I know Chris is very familiar with that. He stepped out of the shed more than once. Yeah. So you've got a guitar. No, you have to pick up the guitar and smash it over the drums. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> nice is that good yeah it is i mean that i can't ask for more than what i asked for i guess and it worked <laughs> pleasure to be a service fantastic we only um, had a crazy solo <laughs> if you could do that on the acoustic sure and, and if it's singing play a bard man Dang. jamming and banging my johnson nice <laughs> It's anyway? <laughs> back there in the corner. You could see my Johnson's back in the corner can, somewhere too. You can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm about my Johnson. Right there. Yeah, good job. <laughs> it's over there somewhere. <laughs> no, it's like, <laughs> that's cool. 
So I'm curious if you guys have any initial thoughts of what you might play. What What's of interest to you uh, for a new character idea? Before we answer, what are the, have the other guys said anything yet about character collabs? I haven't asked. Because for okay. me, talking to them, first time I ever talked to either guy, and it was you know, half an hour, 45 minutes, almost an hour of just talking about stuff. And I, we really didn't start talking about what we would be doing because that was going to be session zero stuff. Let's see if uh, I can't pull something up real quick. So if you want to go first, uh, Chris, feel free. Uh, I, like I mentioned before, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't played a thief or a paladin in forever. So it's one of those things where I'm going to see what everybody else got and see what I can, you know, fill in the, fill in the spaces really, you know. Yeah. You play a Rogadin. And, 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 <laughs> Joe, I assume you're kind of running like your old stuff. Like, hey, if everybody picked these, that's just the way I'm running the campaign. You know, you got hell yeah. You'll, have, you'll just have to figure things out if you don't have a cleric or a magic user. You know, the best balanced party is the one where players got to pick the classes they wanted. That's the best balance for me. If you had to pick a class you didn't want to pick because you think it's good for party balance, that's not good balance. So yeah. <laughs> If we, if we end up with four rogues, well, then there's probably going to be more traps and locked boxes than if there were four wizards. Or yeah. there will be less and we'll make something more dangerous and sneaky and all that, right? Well, we, definitely, you get to play what you want to play, not what you feel you have to play. Okay, so I, I had an idea for a character I was going to do when I was considering an online session with a couple of my friends, but it fell through because I wasn't sure if I could qual like get the time to go and do that at the time. Uh, what would you think would be the best class for a uh, former uh, innkeeper? Former innkeeper? Um, actually, Chris mentioned Bard. I think Bard might be pretty cool because uh, I, I just the, my first thought was what did an innkeeper have a lot of uh, exposure to while keeping the inn first there's adventurers so you you could say generically you've met everybody but if you're maybe you're also the bartender or you know you clean up or tidy the place up chances are you there's wandering minstrels and stuff that come by and play for food and drink and uh, entertain people and I, I just think that that might be neat as an innkeeper you, you exposed to a lot of house bands and now you think you're a musician well, it might make sense for uh, Chris to go and play a uh, thief if he wants to with the backstory that I made. I just sent it to you guys so we can talk about it another time. But uh, it was a really interesting character that I had. I was trying to decide. It'd be cool if we got a nice party going of various classes. But as you said, multiple thieves, that'd be kind of funny too. Yeah, definitely. I was. Um, I, I used to, to mention one of my favorite um, old time uh, experiences was when there was just fighters in the party and every door was locked well when everything looks like a nail you have to be using your fighter hammer and you just they everything had to be broken and that made it to me that just made it so it was like this is this is really neat there's there's an approach that is not normal nobody's picking a lock no wizards casting knock or no, no, no other way to open this locked door except to bash the living hell out of it every time and that again to me that creates a whole new story and, and a nice uh memory to look back on which is pretty cool so four thieves <laughs> why not yeah that could be cool yeah. Plus, if you're a fair GM, you play to the crowd, 
Yeah. It could definitely add a lot of political intrigue with the Thieves Guild and whatnot, depending what what idea you already have set up, you know, for things. That's a good point. <laughs> and that's where I would just steer towards what people were creating. Like if um if we did say that there were gonna be four thieves, four rogues in the, as the party, then maybe this party actually is trying to start a new guild or start a branch of the guild or got kicked out of the last one or you know, something. Yeah. Yeah. Something that makes it so that it's tailored to those classes, and and maybe it's <laughs> three rogues and a paladin. Only <laughs> <Right? laughs> healer people want to play. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we've probably. I, I didn't really look at when we started, but I think we probably got a decent amount of time here. You guys um, got anything else you want to chat about before we wrap it up? No, I guess it's, uh, yeah, should we try to work on, get some character ideas before we meet next? Is that the plan? That's completely up to you, because the the next time we get together should be with the full group of five, and um, we should have, at that point, like I said, it'll be the, the stereotypical session zero. We'll be getting together, getting to know each other, setting some expectations, and from there, we should have an idea of what people want for characters before we get together the next time. So if you have an idea now and you, you just want to run with it, go for it. But um, it'll definitely be part of the conversation next time. You could probably definitely do that next time if you want to think more on what you want to do. Uh, I will as well, but I, I like the idea of running with a character that I was thinking of. Cool. Uh, Joe, I had a question for you that uh, I had last time, but I completely forgot about it. And uh, it's probably nothing but i was kind of wondering you switched from saying that this was from Shedcast and then switch it to a joe young production <laughs> i thought i was curious about that so is there a story behind that yeah kind of sort of i really liked the sound of Shedcast. i could never get the domain name uh-huh. and so it just went to adventures from the shed and adventures from the shed.com but i went to the one joe young thing because i already had those email addresses and that's uh-huh. On, I, I'm one Joe Young on Xbox Live and on PlayStation Network and you know everywhere and the where you can find it. So I figure if I started um, the streaming, the YouTube, all that, well, that name's already on it. So I just decided I'll throw that at the beginning because somebody has to present it. And originally it was going to be Shedcast, and that was just going to be the name I was using because I thought it was cool. Um, the, originally the podcast was going to be called that. But when uh. I couldn't get that domain name, and th- this goes back to, gosh, what would it have been now, 2014, 15? Um, the domain had been unused, but the person still had it registered for, I want to say it was like another year or so. And awesome. there was a way to send a request to, fi- to see if you could get the domain next. And I did that a couple of times. And at that point, I was thinking, cool, I'm going to be able to get this. And the podcast was going to just be named Shedcast. And um, that didn't happen. It, it fell through before everything started. So I'm like, well, now what? We <laughs> Man, that stinks. Come up with Probably some hillbilly owns it. Hi, I'm Steve from Shedcast. You're going to put your two by fours and your cement concrete down. If I remember right, it goes back to, I, I don't remember if the guy was in the UK or not, but it was a guy who was doing some work on old cars out, uh, out of the shed in his backyard. So it was something like that. That's, that's garage cast. What does he think? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but it was. Um, I mean, there, there's your your uh, semi long answer to what what was really a short question, and it, it's it's a shame because it was kind of neat. But now it is what it is. You know, it's now adventures from the shed. Uh, Afts is awesome anyway. Afts. Yeah. Afts. Yeah. Afts. Yeah. Um, yeah. That just made me think of something else. What was it? Damn it! This happened to me yesterday too. I had a question and couldn't even remember it. I guess I should say it happens. Well, Joe, you have a nice afts. I do. It's very nice. <laughs> and um, I think Chris knows this one, but this uh, this logo was actually designed by Mike Robertson, one of the first guys on the uh, podcast. And you said he did the table as well, didn't you? Yeah. So this in um, black and white, just the well, I should say in just black, the vinyl. And he put it onto the um, the table that is uh, with the one we use in the shed. So it's pretty cool. Uh, he worked at, I think he still does, works at a graphic design place. So they make signs and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Still doing, his podcast? yeah, they're still doing, they're, they're still kicking yeah. it. They're doing pretty yeah. good. I, I ran um, Strahd. Now, Randy, you listened to it. Was that last year I did it or was it the year before? It was last year because... It, no, it was technically, I guess, the year before. I listened to it last year because after I went on you guys, I finally remembered what the sh- name of a show was. So I looked it up, yeah. and you were finishing it up, I think, uh, okay. January. Yeah. Okay, that that rings a bell. Because we played that for a while um, because Strahd is, is, is Strahd. The Curse of Strahd is not a short adventure. And now um, they got talking rabbits and dwarves <laughs> blowing up left and right. <laughs> yeah, they, they've always had a... Um, uh, more grand scale of things on the Dungeoneers podcast. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Good anything stuff, else? Though. Just excited to do this. This, this is going to be fun. Awesome. Yeah, man. I can't wait to come to die in the game for so long now. Awesome. So what I showed I, you my dice bag. I'm ready. Let's yes. do this. Yeah. And you rolled a two earlier, which means you're ready. Which means I throw that dice away. That. <laughs> that one's gone. Fill let's up the bag this. with a new one. I got to go get another bottle of whiskey. So well, it's an eight. I, it's better. <laughs> that, that's great. four times better. Guys. <laughs> uh, so, so my um, character's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> It just figure out your next backstory, the one who, um, the junior of the guy that you just killed. Yeah, so after the bard. One of the, one of the sons of the innkeeper. The bartender, the, no, what is it? A bard, the bard tender. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to make the that ranger. The bard. Yeah, this is Bob too. <laughs> cool. So the, the next thing that you can expect from me over the next day, most likely, it's going to be before the end of the weekend, but over the next day is um, an email that has all five of the, um, the first people that we're going to get together. And we'll start looking for a time that works for everybody that we can try and make it two hours ish so that um, people can say hi, get to know each other a little, and then start talking about the game. So that that's the next plan. And that's what should be out. in like I say, the next day, uh randy if you could just remind me in messenger the right email address to use for you as just a regular email the one that you check um that would be great the one i first sent you was fine okay then that's what i, I just didn't use. realize i got an email i got so many emails on there i got to delete like six thousand. so <laughs> yeah. cool all right 
So I'll get that out. And uh, in the meantime, we could wrap this one up. Y'all ready to say bye? Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye there, bitch. <laughs> the preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. <laughs>